Welcome to Simply Rich, where I show you how to build a multi-million dollar portfolio with a stress-free approach. I'm Richard Shemansky, your host. I've been a trader for over 25 years, including 15 years with some of the biggest names on Wall Street. Throughout my career, across all market conditions, I've averaged a 38% yearly return, which can be considered pretty good by all standards. Join me as I create a portfolio that I expect to reach a multi-million dollar value over time with a simple, no-stress approach, revealing my weekly buys and sells. Contrary to common belief, building wealth on the stock market does not have to be difficult or nerve-wracking. The key? A methodical approach with a statistical edge and consistency. And what's your number? One million? Ten? Or more? Let's dive into today's episode of Simply Rich. So this is the first episode, and yes, I do feel a bit nervous, especially as I can be a bit of a nerd, and am not so used to being in the public eye, or ear in this case. Also, any trading mistake I make will be out there for you to see. Well, it will happen, of course. Please note that this podcast does not constitute investment advice. It is for fun and educational purposes only. All listeners are encouraged to do their own research before making any investment decision. Booms and busts, stocks and commodities, options and derivatives. I've traded it all. I lost money, and I made money. Looking back, a couple of years were especially challenging, but some have been excellent with returns well over 100%. Overall, I've been averaging a 38% yearly return over 25 years of trading through all weather, which I believe can be considered pretty good in the long run. A $1 million portfolio can be created with small investments over 10 years or in much less time with bigger investments. The key? An approach that gives you a statistical edge and consistency. I know it works. I did it. Several times. In this podcast, I will do just that. I base my strategy on a few simple steps. Taking a weekly position on stocks that have a strong potential for rebound and consistently adding to the portfolio. I say what I buy, when I sell, and it takes me only a few minutes each week. If that sounds simple, well, it's because it is. And yes, it works, as experience shows. So let me tell you how the idea for this podcast came to life. I'm the father of two lovely daughters, and when they were born, I started for each of them a stock portfolio that will make them wealthy before reaching adulthood. I am not speaking of a portfolio that helps them pay for college, or buy their first car. No, I'm talking about a portfolio that helps them buy the house of their dream, invest in a company, or in a passive dividend portfolio that will have them set for life, or set up a charity and contribute to society if they so wish. If I manage to maintain my returns, each of them should have well over $30 million when reaching 21. In a few words, enough to do anything, but not enough to just do nothing. My wife and I decided, however, not to tell them about this endeavor. Firstly, they are still young, and words like stock market or investing do not mean much to them just yet. But also, we would not want to risk them feeling somehow entitled. This is money that will only be made available to them once they can demonstrate a strong sense of responsibility, commitment, generosity, and not before 21 anyway. Until then, they won't even know about it. Well. Except if they find out about this podcast, that is. In one word, we want them to be good persons before anything. It can be quite subjective, I know. But isn't it the wish of every parent? 
For now, they should just focus on school. If I can maintain my average yearly return of nearly 40%, and thanks to the compounding effect of reinvesting the trading gains, each of them will have $1 million by the age of 10, $15 million by the age of 18, and hopefully over $30 million by the time they reach 21. That is if no life accident happens to me, of course. But let's remain positive and optimistic. So far, the two portfolios have been doing quite well despite market volatility. For example, Mia, my first daughter, is eight, and her portfolio is now worth around $500,000. That's for a $1,000 monthly investment, which means that I invested about $100,000 for her over eight years and managed to build a $500,000 equity, thanks to the power of compounding. So we are on the right path. But enough about me, and let's start with the meaty part. In this podcast, I will replicate the exact trades I make for my daughters in full transparency. Again, you know the usual blah blah. I am not a licensed investment advisor. This podcast is for fun and educational purposes only, and I encourage you to do your own research before making any investment decisions. There are eight very simple rules to this portfolio. One, simplicity is rule number one long positions only. No shorts, no options, nothing complicated, just buy. Two, consistency is rule number two. I invest weekly the same amount. With this lazy approach, consistency is key. One should decide how much money they can invest yearly without risking their personal finance and cut this amount into monthly or weekly bits of equal size. In this podcast, we will invest only $250 weekly. But every week, this is $12,000 a year. This is the same amount I invest for each of my daughters. You can decide to invest $100 or even $50 weekly, whatever works for you. But too small an amount may prevent you from buying some specific stocks. In general, I try to find stocks whose prices are not over $100. 3. I select stocks that I think have a strong potential for a rebound. 4. I select each week one stock or ETF, maximum two for the purpose of diversification. 5. I never set a fixed stop loss, but I prefer averaging instead and doubling down on a position at a loss. I know that some of you will jump out of their seat upon hearing that I do not, or very rarely, use stops. Please bear with me. I will come back to that. 6. I cut a position when the company situation becomes too uncertain regardless of the stock performance. 7. I do not invest if there is no clear case for investing. I just keep the powder dry. 8. I do not check the positions all the time. I want to sleep soundly. I know this can be hard, but this approach is designed to allow one to do that. I want to spend time with my family, not glued to a screen. I assume you too. With this approach, I usually hold my positions from a few days to a few weeks sometimes a few months. And if I do keep an eye on them, I do not lose sleep over the portfolio and rarely act more than once a week, usually at the beginning of the week, after picking my next investment over the weekend. I do not care about the news, even though I will avoid trading on days when the Federal Reserve makes a big announcement, for example. I do consider stocks and ETFs both from a business perspective and a technical analysis perspective. And if I keep an eye on the general trend or patterns of the market to confirm my sentiment, my trading does not usually depend on them. Instead, 
I try to select instruments that have fallen already more than I believe they should have and are set for a rebound. Again, the name of this podcast is Simply Rich, not Complicatedly Rich. By selecting stocks and ETFs set for a rebound, the idea is really quite simple. It is like seeing a pile of money waiting in a corner of the market, taking a position on time, and letting it grow. I often get the same three questions. How do you know a stock will rebound? Is $250 a week enough? And no stops? Are you crazy? Well, my kids tell me I am crazy sometimes, but this is for other things. So let me address these three points. 1. How do I know if a stock that has fallen will rebound? This question is more art and experience than science. Stocks often exhibit their unique behavior over the years, and it's rare for a stock to decline without rebounding at all. Stocks represent businesses with measurable values, and it's possible to assess whether the current price reflects this value. Additionally, I've developed my set of technical indicators to help me time rebounds. While technical analysis isn't an exact science, it enhances the trader's odds, as does reading chart patterns. Even successful investors like Stanley Druckenmiller use technical analysis to time their investments. Given his track record, it seems he's doing something right. 2. Is $250 a week enough? With a weekly investment of $250, or $12,000 annually, this portfolio is expected to reach $1 million in 10 years, thanks to the compounding effect of reinvesting gains. This projection assumes I maintain my average performance of nearly 40% yearly, a rate I've sustained over 25 years. However, everyone should invest only what they're comfortable with. Personally, I invest $1,000 monthly for each of my daughters, as I prefer a simple, worry-free approach. As I said earlier, I believe in leaving kids with enough money to pursue their goals, but not enough to do nothing. I expect each of them to have over $30 million to their name with this portfolio by the time they reach 21. In the first year, a $12,000 investment would yield a profit of over $4,500 based on my 38% average annual return, bringing the total to $16,500. Continuing with another $12,000 investment in the second year, the total invested would be $24,000, generating a profit of over $10,000 in year two and $20,000 in year three, compounding over time. So yes, $250 a week can yield substantial returns, provided you remain consistent. However, life's challenges may interfere, so it's essential to strive for consistency in your trading. If, for whatever reason I happen to skip a beat, perhaps due to illness, for example, I would then invest double the amount the following week. In general, I try not to skip more than three or four beats in a year. I cannot emphasize enough. Consistency is key. You have been warned. And now, regarding stop losses, most traders use stop losses to exit a position if the stock declines to a specific amount. It took me years to break this habit. While it may seem logical to cut losses early and move on, frequent small losses can deplete your trading capital rapidly. In this podcast, I focus on selecting stocks with rebound potential. If a selected stock falls further, doubling down on the position at a lower price can be a smarter strategy. For instance, 
If we initially buy a stock at $100 and it drops to $80, buying again at this level results in an average price of $90 for two positions. Averaging down can be powerful when applied to stocks with rebound potential, even if it seems counterintuitive. Occasionally, I do cut a position at a loss, especially if the company's future is uncertain or market conditions are abnormal. However, generally, I prefer averaging down and waiting for the delayed rebound. I hope this explanation makes sense, as it has proven effective for me. I hope our time together has provided insight into this simple trading approach, aiming to build a multi-million dollar portfolio with just a few minutes each week. Trading should enhance our lives, not replace them. The upcoming episodes will probably be more concise, focusing on new positions and portfolio reviews. To kick off our new portfolio, we'll deposit $250 into the trading account and select stocks with rebound potential. But before we reveal today's stock picks, let's review some key definitions that will guide us as we progress. Balance is the cash available for trading. Equity is the balance plus unrealized profits minus unrealized losses. As we start in week one, we have balance, $250. Equity, also $250. Indeed, no unrealized profit or loss as we haven't invested yet. Now let's enter our first trade. Actually, let's pick two U.S. companies' stocks. One, Blue Ridge Bank Shares, ticker BRBS. This company is the holding company of Blue Ridge Bank in Virginia has experienced some difficulties but has taken steps to address them and appears poised for a rebound. 2. Standard Lithium Ticker SLI Following the collapse of lithium prices, companies in the lithium sector, including SLI, have experienced a significant decrease in value. However, with lithium prices expected to rise again, these stocks are currently priced attractively. Given its undervaluation, SLI could potentially become a long-term holding in our portfolio. Again, it's important to note that I'm selecting stocks that I believe are positioned for a rebound, even if they've had recent troubles. If their prices continue to decline, we'll consider it an opportunity to buy more and average down our costs. Now, let's place our orders. We'll be using limit orders for Monday morning. BRBS, 40 shares at a limit price of $3.05. SLI, 96 shares at a limit price of $1.30. Remember to always use limit orders to avoid unfavorable prices due to dormant orders in the market. For simplicity, we won't consider commission fees in this podcast. After these trades, our numbers are as follows. Remaining cash balance, $3.20. Equity, $124.80 in SLI, $122 in BRBS, and $3.20 in cash, totaling $250. Well, that's it for now. See you next week. We'll review our performance and add another $250 deposit to our account balance before selecting a new stock. This was Richard Shemansky with Simply Rich, the podcast that creates a multi-million dollar portfolio with a simple, stress-free approach and weekly positions. Because building wealth does not have to be complicated or nerve-wracking. The key? A methodical approach with a statistical edge and consistency, consistency, consistency. Sign up for Simply Rich and embark on this fascinating journey to wealth building.